0: Welcome to Red Spark Radio. In case this is your first time checking out the show, I just want to give you a brief rundown of what Red Spark is and what the aims of this audio project are. Red Spark is a website that compiles news and stories regarding revolutionary movements, national independence struggles, and the ongoing war against imperialism and capitalism from across the globe. Red Spark Radio is simply an audio version of some of the biggest stories from the site, released by weekly with the aims of making Red Spark more accessible to comrades who prefer an audio format. We'll be covering the people's wars in India and the Philippines, national liberation struggles in Palestine, and proletarian movements from other areas of the globe. There's a rich history concerning all of these movements and struggles, and Red Spark Radio is really just scratching the surface. I strongly encourage listeners to go beyond the headlines, which you can do so by checking out the Red Spark website or by checking out Foreign Languages Press, which has a fantastic selection of low-cost books, free PDFs, and even free audiobooks that really delve into the theory, history, and ideology behind the movements we'll be covering here. You can find a link to the Red Spark site and Foreign Languages Press in the episode description. So without further ado, let's get to the headlines from the first two weeks of October. The following article is a statement by the PFLP released in 2017. Statement of the PFLP on 69th Commemoration of al Nakba, May 15th, 2017 On the 69th anniversary of the Nakba, we mark the uprooting of the Palestinian people, forcing them to seek refuge and asylum in all corners of the earth in a massive colonial crime of the 20th century. The Zionist movement, with the support of the Western colonial powers, established its quote statehood, unquote, on the ruins of 480 Palestinian-destroyed villages, their people uprooted and displaced, through the exercise of the worst forms of terror, torture, and massacre. The ongoing Nakba committed against the Palestinian people and their homeland is an ongoing crime, as is evident in the continued occupation practices and policies to suppress and terrorize the Palestinian people, refusing to recognize their most basic national rights and human rights. This confirms the continuation of the Zionist project in pursuit of its objectives for which it was established and supported by the colonial and imperialist powers. First and foremost, it sought control of Palestine as a mechanism of control over the Arab world, its ports and strategic crossing, and to ensure the continued fragmentation and subjugation of the Arab people. Today, it seems the Arab reality reflects this now more than ever. We are witnessing division, conflicts, and wars, internal, civil, and proxy wars, that escalate sectarian conflict and seek to prioritize it above the Palestinian cause. There is an attempt to form a NATO-Zionist alliance with the so-called Sunni Arab states to escalate conflict with Iran as a replacement to the Arab-Zionist struggle. This is opening the door to wider normalization and recognition of the Zionist state, which we are also seeing reflected in the Arab-American conference taking place in Saudi Arabia in the coming days. To the Palestinian and Arab masses. The Uprooting, dispossession and targeting of the Palestinian people and their very existence continues to be exercised in the ugliest forms. From the earliest days of the Zionist occupation in Palestine, the Zionist state and its multiple governments have sought to legitimize their racist colonialism through the creation of dozens of racist laws against the Palestinian Arab presence. These laws deal with Palestinian property, education, citizenship, Jerusalem, incitement, boycott and the rights of prisoners engaged today in an open hunger strike in the battle for freedom and dignity. All of these racist laws are a collective continuation of the ethnic cleansing against the Palestinian people, aiming to abolish their very existence. The latest, which will not be the last of these laws, is the nation-state law, which recently passed the preliminary reading, which attempts to bring about material and legal action to strengthen the so-called Jewish identity of the state. All of the above are combined with attempts to push ongoing regional solutions aimed at the liquidation of the Palestinian cause. These come in a context when the Arab states, their proposals, solutions, and initiatives do not live up to the minimum of the rights and aspirations of the Palestinian people, and in particular the rights of the Palestinian refugees to return to their homes and lands, the core issue of the Arab-Zionist struggle, and other critical issues related to Palestinian rights. In light of this fact, the catastrophe of the Nakba was not limited to the displacement and dispossession of our people and occupation of our land alone, but in the continuing abuse of the Arab powers in the Palestinian struggle for narrow factional interests. This puts the Arab system before a historical question of its role and function and the goals it aims to achieve in a framework of general subordination to the imperialist Zionist project. To the masses of our people. We, in the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, with our national responsibility toward our people and our historical rights in our native land, we emphasize the following. First, the preservation of the historical and national rights of the Palestinian people in their homeland without compromise. The collective memory of the Palestinian society holds strong against all attempts to falsify their consciousness or bury Palestine from the river to the sea. Second, we uphold the unity of the Palestinian people everywhere they are located, inside and outside the homeland. We reject all schemes aimed at liquidating the right of return or creating resettlement projects being revived again today or to deepen the separation between the West Bank and Gaza Strip. We urge that all actions on both sides of the split that led to its deepening be stopped and rejected, and we call for the unity of the Palestinian people and its political forces through an agreement on a unified national vision and strategy. This is critical to ensure the integration and maximization of the energies of the Palestinian people to confront the military power and might of the enemy. This raises once again the necessity of ending the division and the negative era in the history of our people and to restore national unity on clear foundations of democracy, pluralism, partnership, and unified decision-making and determination. Third, we emphasize our complete rejection and resistance to the so-called regional solutions or a golden deal aimed at the liquidation of the Palestinian cause, the legitimization of the Zionist entity, and Arab normalization with it we call upon the Arab National Liberation Forces to unite to reject and resist these solutions and deals and to defend the rights and cause of the Palestinian people as the central Arab cause. Fourth, we emphasize our explicit rejection of the road of negotiations and settlement and all of the consequential political, economic, and security agreements with the Zionist enemy, including Palestinian Authority Security Coordination with the occupation. It has already been proven that any reliance on such approach leads only to failure. In confirmation of our rejection of this approach, we affirm our commitment to continue the struggle in all forms of freedom, return, independence, and national liberation. In this context, we emphasize once again our rejection to the return of bilateral negotiations under U.S. auspices with Arab participation, which aims to provide cover for large-scale Palestinian concessions required by the U.S. and Israel. We reject any Palestinian participation in the three-way meeting being proposed between Trump, Netanyahu, In Abu Mazen, which aims to overcome any obstacles to reach a settlement. Fifth, we emphasize our support to the prisoners in the open hunger strike in various forms, organizing local, regional, and international efforts to build systematic pressure on the occupation to respond to the prisoners' demands and to treat them as prisoners of freedom and independence. Sixth, we emphasize that the Palestinian people and their national liberation movement are an integral part of the Arab nation and its progressive national movement, confronting all tendencies of fragmentation and division, and confirm that the core conflict is the Arab-Zionist struggle, at the forefront of which is the Palestinian people. Seventh, there is growing popular and institutional support around the world for the struggle of the Palestinian people for our rights. This is expressing itself through economic, academic, and cultural boycott of the Zionist enemy, and we must work to open new outlets to besiege and condemn this continuing colonial occupation. Long live the struggle of the Palestinian people on the road of liberation and return. Glory to the martyrs, salutes of freedom to the prisoners. Israeli Occupation Government Transfers PFLPSG Ahmad Sadat to Nafa Prison. Palestine, October 1, 2023. The Hindala Center for Prisoners and Ex-Prisoners Affairs reported that the Israeli occupation government transferred the Secretary General of the Marxist-Leninist Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, or PFLP, Ahmad Sadat, and a number of other political prisoners from Ramon Prison to Nafat Prison. According to the Center, the transfer took place from Section 5 of Ramon Prison to Section 10 of Nafat Prison. It also reported a state of tension prevailing in PFLP sections in all IOG prisons. On its part, the PFLP held the IOG prison administration fully responsible for the lives of its secretary-general and the other political prisoners who were transferred to the NAFA prison. In a statement, the PFLP confirmed that this Israeli attack targeting its leadership is an integral part of the comprehensive attack that the captive movement is being subjected to. Pointing out that such attacks continued and surged, after Atamar Ben-Vir took over the IOG police ministry. The statement announced that the PFLP prison branch declared a state of high alert in all occupation government prisons and threatened to take comprehensive and continuous steps in order to respond to the crime committed by the prison administration. According to the statement, a broad and comprehensive program of struggle would be implemented until the IOG reverses its measures in case the widespread attack on the front's leadership cadres and all the political prisoners is not put to an end. The Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine called on the Palestinian people, the national forces, the people of the Arab nations, and the free people of the world to provide the broadest support to its secretary-general, its political prisoners, and the whole captive movement. Elsewhere, the PFLP concluded its statement by noting that its secretary-general, Ahmad Sadat, and his comrades in IOG prisons achieved continuous victories over the Zionist jailer at various stages of struggle. On Sunday morning, Occupation Government Repression Units stormed Section 5 of Ramon Prison and transferred the political prisoners to Nafat Prison. The Palestinian Prisoners Information Office reported that the Ramon Prison Administration shut down Sections 2, 3, 7, and 8 amid a state of tension prevailing in the prison. This comes ahead of the 22nd anniversary of the assassination of former Occupation Government Minister of Tourism, Rahavim Zevi, which the Occupation Government accuses PFLP resistance fighters of, in response to the occupation government's assassination of its PFLP former Secretary-General, Abu Ali Mustafa, on August 27th, 2021. After the assassination of Abu Ali Mustafa, Sadat was elected Secretary-General of the Front, only to be arrested by the occupation in 2006 on alleged charges including indirect responsibility for Zavid's assassination. In 2008, the occupation government's military court sentenced Sadat to 30 years in prison. During his captivity, the PFLP Secretary-General went on several hunger strikes and was transferred to solitary confinement several times by the Occupation Government. CPP, Rally Around the Palestinian Armed Resistance Marco Valbuena, Chief Information Officer, Communist Party of the Philippines October 8, 2023. The Communist Party of the Philippines or CPP calls on revolutionary and democratic organizations in the Philippines and around the world to rally around the Palestinian people as they mount armed resistance to drive away the fascist occupying forces of Israel from their land. Together with the revolutionary fighters of the New People's Army or NPA, the CPP welcomes news of the armed offensives launched by Hamas and the Izadin Al-Qassam Brigades from the besieged city of Gaza these armed offensives are punctuated by the launching of 5,000 missiles against Israeli military targets, the use of drones to drop bombs on Israeli tanks, the capture of tanks and other military hardware, and other important victories. These offensives initiated by Hamas are all an expression of the ardent desire of the Palestinian people to put an end to the 75-year U.S.-supported Israeli war of aggression against Palestine, the occupation of Palestinian territories, including the continuing siege of Gaza, and attacks against communities in the West Bank, including East Jerusalem, territories recognized as part of the Palestinian state. The Palestinian people are determined and roused to fight back, incited by the worsening crimes committed by Israel, including the killing of Palestinians and their children in the streets, torture of Palestinian prisoners, the tightening siege of Gaza, raids on people's homes, preventing refugees from returning, attacks on mosques, and so on. The armed conflict has been grossly lopsided in favor of Israel. Wars of aggression mounted by Israel against Gaza over the past 15 years have caused more than 6,400 deaths on the Palestinian side, with Israel suffering just above 300. The armed offensives have been declared as Operation Al-Aqsa Flood to underscore their call to mobilize the entire Palestinian people to liberate their country. Hamas is one of the leading political organizations which advances the struggle of the Palestinian people. The Izz al-Din al Qassam Brigades is its military organization whoever vilifies the armed resistance of the Palestinian people as quote terrorism unquote are in league with the U.S. imperialists and all its cohorts. To establish its hegemony and control of oil in the Middle East, the U.S. imperialists collude with the Zionists in Israel to obscure and downplay the just aspiration of the Palestinian people for freedom and self-determination. We have read information how various organizations representing broad sections of the Palestinian people are now taking action in line with calls for carrying out a comprehensive war and using all available weapons to fight Israeli occupation. The Palestinian people are drawing inspiration from the blood of their martyrs who have fought through many years of resistance. The Filipino people and revolutionary movement in the Philippines are in solidarity with the armed resistance of the people of Palestine. Like the Filipino people who are fighting for genuine national freedom from the clutches of US imperialist giant, The Palestinian people are up against the Israeli Goliath, armed by and in collusion with the U.S. The CPP joins people around the world who have expressed and manifested their solidarity with the Palestinian people. The CPP calls on the Filipino people to manifest their support to Palestinian resistance in the streets and in all possible ways. In supporting the Palestinian people, the broad masses of the Filipino people must also condemn Israel and its U.S.-supported military industry for the sale of drones, bombs, and artillery to the armed forces of the Philippines, or AFP, that are being used in the campaign of aerial bombing and shelling in the Philippines, especially in the rural areas. Compared to the massive armory of Israel, the weapons of the Palestinian people are mere slingshots. Even now, emboldened by U.S. support, Israel has mounted heavy counterattacks causing brutal destruction on Palestinian soil, hitting at homes and civilian infrastructure. In doing so, however, Israel is further isolating itself internationally and further rousing the Palestinian masses to fight even more valiantly. With all-out unity and fierce determination to fight, they can drive away the aggressors and the occupation and finally free their land. CPP Tribute to Slain Cadre Dionisio Micaballo CPP Central Committee, Communist Party of the Philippines, October 10, 2023 on behalf of the entire Communist Party of the Philippines and all its cadres and members, and on behalf of all Red Commanders and Red Fighters of the New People's Army, we give recognition to the heroism of comrade Dionisio Micaballo, better known by the masses and comrades as Ka Toto, Ka Jeff, or Ka De Long. The central committee of the party rises to give a red salute and pay its highest tribute to Ka Toto for his selfless service to the Filipino people and dedicating his entire life to advancing the National Democratic Revolution. Katoto died on July 26, 2023 during a battle between the New People's Army and the 58th IB of the Armed Forces of the Philippines, AFP, at the border of Barangay-Latit and Barangay-Libertad in Gingung City, Misamas, Oriental Province. From the bottom of our hearts, we express deepest sympathies to Katoto's wife, children, grandchildren, as well as to comrades and the peasant masses and Lumad peoples, with whom he was during his life dedicated to serving the people and the revolutionary movement. Ka Toto was born on December 26, 1962, from a small landlord family. He attended college at Liceo de Cagayan in Cagayan de Oro City, where he took a course on BS accounting. At the age of 18, Ka Toto became aware of the oppression and suffering of the Filipino people caused by imperialism, feudalism, and bureaucrat capitalism, which are the root causes of their problems and their suffering under the U.S. Marcos dictatorship. He linked up with revolutionary forces in 1981 at his college. Even under martial law, he took part in anti-fascist, anti-imperialist, and anti-feudal mass struggles. In 1982, Ka-Toto joined the New People's Army and helped in building new guerrilla fronts and units. In 1985, he was known as Ka-Yani when he was deployed to Front 6 in Bukindan. That same year, he was transferred to Front 4A in Misamis Oriental, where he was known as Ka-Abu and ka Cardo. Ka-Toto was assigned to the Lumad areas in 1988. Filled with revolutionary spirit, he quickly adapted to the lives of the indigenous masses. He showed respect to their traditional customs, structures, and practices, even as he also gradually raised their political consciousness and democratic strength. Ka Toto made great contributions to advancing their revolutionary movement. Having fully dedicated their lives to advancing the People's War, Ka Toto and his fellow revolutionary wife built a strong revolutionary family. They raised their children fully aware of the aspirations of the Filipino people for genuine national freedom and democracy. In the following years, Toto helped build party organizations from section-level committees to district committees and fronts. Toto was among the revolutionary forces who upheld the Second Great Rectification Movement, which the party initiated in 1992 to rectify errors and deviations from the basic principles. He also had a role in those weaknesses, but in time upheld the national democratic line by repudiating the revisionists who betrayed the party, the revolutionary movement, and the people. In 2003, Ka Toto was arrested with his wife and imprisoned for six months. He was released by posting bail. In 2009, Ka Toto assumed the role of secretary of the north-central Mindanao region party committee. He strengthened the party's collective leadership in the region. With a firm grasp of the basic principles of protracted people's war, They spearheaded the rapid spread of guerrilla warfare throughout the region, especially in 2012 through 2017, during which they reached peak revolutionary strength in the region. Without hesitation, Ka Toto and other leading cadres extended support to other regions needing help in terms of personnel and resources. Ka Toto was among the delegates to the Second Congress of the Communist Party of the Philippines in 2016. There he was elected a member of the Party Central Committee. He was also appointed as a leading member of the Mindanao Commission in 2017. In 2023, the Central Committee appointed Ka-Toto as a member of the Political Bureau. Prior to his death, Ka-Toto actively led efforts of the revolutionary movement and NCMR to regain strength after having suffered setbacks due to internal weaknesses and shortcomings. In the region's summing up, Ka-Toto did not hesitate to self-criticize for weaknesses and demonstrated his determination to correct them. Together with all revolutionary forces in the NCMR, Ka-Toto was marching along the path of reinvigoration towards achieving new heights and revolutionary struggles. At the age of 61, Ka-Toto marched alongside the youth or younger red fighters in crossing mountains and rivers towards hills and plains to reach the vast masses and continue to stoke their revolutionary spirit and strengthen their organized ranks. Ka was tireless because no matter where they go, the masses met them with hot coffee and warm camaraderie, and with a fiery determination to fight with their people's army under the guidance of the party. Ka left a legacy of determination, collective leadership, an assiduous study and application of Marxism-Leninism-Maoism to concrete conditions and practice, criticism and self-criticism, and firm march along the path of protracted people's war. Despite his achievements and victories, Ka remained humble and selfless. He was among the great pillars of the revolutionary movement in the NCMR, in Mindanao and the whole country, but he was never arrogant, always gentle and smiling, ever approachable, ready to listen to advice and give his own advice. The Filipino people, especially the peasant masses and indigenous people in Mizamas Oriental, Bukidnon, Agusan del Norte, Lanao del Norte to Maguandino, will never forget Dioniso Micaballo, communist cadre and red commander, and his contributions to advancing the people's democratic revolution in the Philippines. CPI Maoist activities continue unabated in Wayanad District. Wayanad District, India, October 12, 2023. In spite of the increased efforts of the Kerala police to expel the CPI Maoists from Wayanad District, actions carried out by cadres of the Maoist party continue unabated in Kambamala and nearby regions. The police have intensified combing operations using a helicopter and drones, aided by thunderbolt commandos, for the past four days in the region. Despite this, as many as five armed Maoist cadres reportedly entered a private resort in Makamala, near Kambamala, around 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. A. Joby, manager of the resort run by Makamala Tea Estate Management, said the Maoist used his phones to share a statement with media persons. They behaved politely and collected provisions such as rice and vegetables before leaving around 8.30 p.m., he added. According to the statement signed by Comrade Mira, the spokesperson of the Kabani Area Committee of the Communist Party of India Maoist The workers of the Kambamolatia state under the Kerala Forest Development Corporation, or KFDC, had good relations with the Maoists. However, some workers were misguided by district leaders of trade unions associated with the Communist Party of India, Marxist, and the Bharatiya Janata Party. The leaders of these parties tried to threaten and persuade the workers to speak against the Maoist party. The combing operations being carried out with the support of security forces from other states were the result of the intervention of the Maoists for the rights of the workers, she said. Comrade Mirak called for a united agitation of workers against state-sponsored terrorism in the region. Clash occurs between security forces and CPI Maoist squad in West Singbum District. West Singbum District, India, October 13, 2023. An encounter between security personnel and a squad of cadres belonging to the CPI Maoist took place on Friday in a forest in Jharkhand's West Singbum District, police said. During an anti Maoist operation in the forest near Hathaburo Quira villages, the Maoist opened fire on security personnel, forcing them to retaliate, a senior officer said. The Maoist triggered an IED blast in an adjacent forest between Bamaya Baro and Tilyabeta villages while making a retreat from there, West Singbum Superintendent of Police, Ashutosh Shakar, said. No one was injured in the IED blast, he said, adding that the operation is ongoing. The security personnel had recovered three improvised explosive devices during the anti Maoist operation the day before. Socialist Front of Nepal to organize cadres' assemblies in all districts of Gandaki province. Koski District, Nepal, October 10, 2023. The Socialist Front of Nepal has decided to organize cadre's assemblies in all 11 districts of Gandaki province. A meeting of the Front's Province Coordination Committee, held on Monday, decided to form the district coordination committees within a week and organize the assemblies to disseminate the Front's messages. The coordination committee shall have two leaders from the constituent parties, CPN Mao Center, CPN Unified Socialist, Janata Samajawadi Party, and the Biplov-led Communist Party of Nepal. CPN Maoist Center's Gandaki Province Committee Chairperson and the Front's Gandaki Province Coordinator Gayatri Gurong said the Maoist Center would take a lead for the assemblies in Gorkha, Sianja, Miyagdi, and Manang districts. Likewise, CPN Unified Socialists will coordinate the assemblies to be held in Koski, Mustang, and Parbat, while Janata Samajawadi Party is given the responsibility of organizing such meetings in Nawalpur and Lamjum districts.